All right, what's up guys? You know who it is. It's your boy Wes and we got another installment of the uh, Fooling Around podcast series that I uh, basically just started a couple weeks ago. Um, and today we have my friend Tond here. Um, and I'll say we, we, we switched it around a little bit, the format. Normally, um, I think I normally try to get it where we're both running or we're both walking. But of course, in these times of COVID, we got to uh, do what works and do what's comfortable for everyone. So this is what we got here. So let's go ahead and start with the first question. Um, Ton, how do you know me? <laughs> Hi, everyone. Ton Kennedy here. Um, Wes, I met you must have been around 2010. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember if you had already been in, involved with People Power or was it Mimi who connected us? Because uh, anyway, so I worked for nine years with an organization called People Power running a youth bike program in like my first year uh, or first couple months, I helped with a bike ride to Monterey and you were part of that. And for folks who don't know, uh, Monterey's about 50 miles from Santa Cruz as the bike rides. And uh, we had a group of like, I don't know, like 12 youth and like five or six adults. And we went and rode down all in a day to, uh, to Monterey or Pacific Grove more specifically and stayed at a hostel down there. Uh, not a hostel environment, but a no. youth hostel. And um, I don't know, I, I, for me, that was the furthest I had ridden my bike. It, you know, when I first did that. Um, and I know it was, it was pretty transformative for a lot of the youth. Um, yeah, what I'm curious, I mean, you came back some years and like you rode partway with us and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I remember you had that folding bike. Oh, in your... I, I, I still have that folding bike. You do? <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 um, I definitely replaced the pedal that I think I took from Steve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, if, if people don't know on that, on that actual bike ride, um, the, like like Tom says, I've, I have a folding bike, but um, I also have folding pedals. Well, no, I used to have folding pedals. And I guess those pedals really aren't made <laughs> for a 50-mile trek. So yeah. probably once we got into Moss Landing, um, yeah, one of the pedals just straight off broke off. And I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm not going to be able to finish the ride. And for some reason, Steve had an extra pedal in his bag. Yeah. And I think I used that for a while. And then at, at some point, the, uh, the folding mechanism on the bike actually broke when I was going to school one day. Um, but because I was still on the warranty, um, I could send the bike in and then they basically just sent me a new bike. And what? That's, that's, that's But that's you what still I've ended had. up, you still ended up swapping out the folding pedals on your new bike? Yeah, I was like, I was like, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep the, uh, the stock pedals. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was I was basically done with that experiment right there. Um, <laughs> cool. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty as as Ton said, I I pretty much kind of hung around. I'll I'll, I'll go on the group rides, and if you have those yeah. frontier opportunities, and and, and uh, then randomly we reconnected. Um, I guess it was like a year and a half ago because you were interning at the what's the physical therapy place, or were you staffed there? You're talking about Precision. Yeah, precision. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, I was. I was working there for two and a half years, and then basically once I got into PT school, then that was nice. My, that was my end with them. Um, yeah. So <laughs> the reason I was going to physical therapy <coughs> was actually from a fall I had. <coughs> excuse me. 
while I was leading a group of youth, we'd, we'd gone mountain biking and I was on a bike that I was unfamiliar with and the handlebars are extra wide as many of the modern mountain bike handlebars are. And I clipped a sign or, you know, like a signpost and went down pretty hard and uh, messed up my shoulder. And uh, yeah, so anyway, that's what led me to physical therapy. So there are inherent dangers to, uh, to the biking reality. Yes, yes. Which many of them can be mitigated, but um, anyway, that's part of what I do as well. Yeah. So, so, so on on that note, can you tell everyone yeah. what's your what's your current job and prior experience? Yeah. Good segue. Um, yeah. So as I mentioned, I worked for the better part of a decade with uh, People Power, which then became Bike Santa Cruz County, running youth programs, and that was primarily working with high school students and recent graduates, such as yourself, uh, all over Santa Cruz County. And we did everything from group bike rides and the Monterey trip to an earn a bike program, working with middle school students to help them get bikes. Because often, you know, middle school is when kids kind of start to hone in on like what's cool and what's not cool. And, you know, we tried to create a supportive space for kids, both to get bikes who may not have had access to bikes, and then also to learn some basic bike repair skills and stuff like that. So did that for nine years. And then uh, a year and a little bit ago, I had an opportunity to work with another local nonprofit called Ecology Action. And uh, I work there with their sustainable transportation programs, specifically or primarily working with adults um, and doing kind of similar stuff. We do a lot of presentations to uh, UCSE uh, affiliates, so students, faculty, staff, and then also working with um, local businesses uh, around the county. And then we have uh, a pretty cool program where we offer zero interest bike loans and now e-bike loans. And we're going to be starting to offer uh, e-bike test rides. So, you know, mm-hmm. you can go to most bike shops and test ride a bike that you're interested in purchasing. But usually those test rides are a couple hours, maybe a whole day if you're lucky. Um, so we wanted to create an opportunity for people to try bikes out for a week or for two weeks. And so in 2021, we're going to be rolling that out for our, for our business members. And uh, I'm really excited about that because e-bikes have just been a huge game changer. And in our field, uh, it really seems like they're just a massive way to get people on bikes who, you know, might be intimidated by hills or by distance or, you know, they love to commute to work, but they don't want to arrive to work like sweaty and disheveled. Mm-hmm. So um, that's something that I'm particularly excited about. So it's all about sustainable transportation. Some of it's about having, letting people have guaranteed ride home, rides home. If they, on any given day, they take the bus, they bike, they carpool, they use some other mode of transportation and driving alone, they have a way they can get home in the case of an emergency. Not something I had thought about a ton, but I think it is a big barrier for people. You know, what happens if I need to get home and I need to pick up my kid from daycare or whatever, and I get a flat tire, I'm not gonna ride my bike. So mm-hmm. trying to eliminate some of those types of barriers to riding. But um, yeah, in general, super fun, super rewarding work. Uh, I also get to do some, I just wrote an article about transportation justice, which I think that's, I love working with adults and you know, we got to work with downtown employees in downtown Santa Cruz, doing a lot of presentations and stuff like that, um, getting out free bus passes to people. And then COVID hit. <laughs> and 
and so everything went virtual. So we had to figure out that whole thing. Um, but one of the things I miss about this new position is a little bit more of the direct contact and particularly working with youth and working in communities that don't typically or historically get the same amount of resource. So, you know, Santa Cruz, North County or Santa Cruz, Capitola, Scotts Valley, all tend to have a lot of resource in general, you know, not everybody, but you know, it's more resourced, let's say, than like uh, Watsonville. So, you know, with our earn a bike program, we started in Watsonville um, and it's just like, you know, you talk to kids down there and they're like, yeah, there's nothing to do. And whether or not that's true, that, you know, there, that is a common feeling and, and that is a, a sense that people have. And so providing more opportunities for entertaining stuff to do, students, stuff students can do or youth can do on their own. Um, and then also, you know, giving youth access to this incredible, to me, incredible tool of a bicycle and then some of the skills to be able to use it for their whole lives or hopefully through their adolescence at least. Um, mm -hmm. And then over time, you know, nine years is a pretty long time to get to work with something like that. Seeing how that carries into people's, you know, what, when we start working with them in their school, seeing what happens in high school, you know, maybe they get super into BMXs or there was a time when fixies were super popular. Now it's those uh, 24 inch, 26 inch BMX bikes that everybody likes to pop wheelies on. So, you know, seeing how youth grab onto that and for some people it, it's just become like a something they feel like they can do their whole lives or at least i think so most of them are still pretty young but mm -hmm. nice, <laughs> something nice. accessible something fun something healthy a way to help the environment um in a way to connect to community too especially during covid it's been uh, for so many folks such an isolating time you know going out for a bike ride can just be the perfect bomb um i know for myself I'll always, I've been in Santa Cruz a long time and I'll always run into somebody I know if I'm out for a bike ride. So, um, and you can mostly maintain social distance, um, you know, good kind of pandemic safety protocol on a bike ride. So unless it's super crowded or something. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, so I'll say to kind of segue and kind of for us to dig into a little bit of the more nitty gritty, uh, can you go ahead and give me a cause or issue that you feel like is important, uh, but you don't feel like it's really getting the necessary attention that it might deserve? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just wrote this article for our organization about some of my reflections on transportation justice and, you know, words like justice and equity and the like get tossed around a lot. And for me, it just means that all communities, regardless of socioeconomic status, regardless of race, ethnicity, any of those factors should have the same access to, you know, safe, uh, healthy, uh, you know, forms of transportation and that allow them to reach jobs, recreation, you know, I'm at the beach, mm -hmm. right? Ways for people to, to connect to nature uh, in, you know, resources like doctor's offices and, and so much like that. And as I'm sure folks know, like that's not usually the case if you're looking at you know either lower income folks or, or folks from historically disadvantaged communities so um i can share my link to my article but basically it was it was powerful to you know kind of look back at some stuff i'd read a while ago or been paying attention to during the pandemic because as folks know like <clears throat> things kind of uh went crazy there for a while in the sense of all of a sudden you know all the commuters just basically stopped going to work or all the people who could 
work from home, we're working from home and, you know, transportation trips went way down. Now, of course, that's not true for everybody. There's plenty of folks who have to drive for, you know, to get from point A to point B. And there's plenty of folks who don't have access to automobiles. And so they're using public transportation or they choose not to own a car. And so they're using public transportation. So just starting to think about that a little bit and how that intersects with, you know, racism in the United States and the way that many communities have been historically, uh, not just like not allowed access to equitable transportation options, but the way that transportation and freeways in particular and highways have been used to actually disrupt many communities. You know, there's a, there's a historically black business district in West Oakland in the 50s, I believe, that was demolished for one of the, the many freeways around Oakland to be put in. Um, and there's countless examples of communities where freeways and highways and expressways and things like that were used to disrupt like the economic integrity and vitality and cultural integrity and vitality of uh, communities, immigrant communities, communities of color, um, low-income communities. So, you know, we're also seeing how the pandemic has created these contradictions. There's a urban planner based out of Southern California, Tamika Butler, and they, uh, they have focused a lot on this, you know, like there's all these great amenities that are popping up like parklets and outdoor spaces for people to eat during the pandemic and, you know, extended sidewalks and slow streets and stuff like that. And then at the same time, you know, you look around, there's also a pandemic of unemployment. There's also the like historical racism and the Black Lives Matter movement and people marching in the streets. So who's allowed, who's allowed to use these public spaces? Are homeless people in their tents? you know, on a street somehow less valid than like businesses with tents outside. Um, so anyway, I don't have the answers, but uh, I think it's important to look at, you know, equitable access and how we can address the historical underinvestment and disinvestment and destruction of communities, especially by transportation projects. And transportation is everything, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to get to a beautiful place, being able to get to work, uh, you know, good employment. There've been all these studies that have shown for the, for a lot of people, it's a car that makes a difference for them in terms of their uh, economic upward mobility. And then other studies have looked at, well, maybe it's not so much a car as it is like ability to transport oneself. So that could be a great public transportation system. That could be a great network of protected bike lanes. Uh, that could be, you know, sidewalks and freeway overcrossings and things. So you don't have to go, you know, you, you, you're in SoCal, right? Uh, no, I'm actually in Santa Cruz. Oh, you're in Santa Cruz, but you went to SoCal High. So yeah. you're familiar with like SoCal Drive and that corridor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, less than a mile from SoCal Drive is the other side of Highway 1. But the actual ways to cross the, the, the highway, which is a freeway there, are pretty limited and, and can be pretty sketchy. And so, you know, there's actually this, this big recently unveiled grant. I think it's the largest grant that the the county has received $107 million and it will include uh, five miles of protected bike lanes on Soquel Drive mm -hmm. and two new bike and pedestrian overcrossings for Highway 1. And so, you know, there are things that can be done. They don't all have to be $107 million massive infrastructure programs, but there are things we can have done, we can do, sorry, to address the, you know, the historical disruption of, of these communities. And there's many activists and folks around the world who are working on that stuff. So, you know, I have so much more to learn 
Um, I'm going to keep writing articles or helping to write articles in this series on transportation justice because I think it's so important and so important for us to think about, especially as now we have a little bit of like this opportunity to think more critically. Like, so what happens after the pandemic? Like if people aren't commuting as much, what happens to cities and downtowns and these spaces, you know, that were often historically abandoned, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when the suburbs became so popular or parts of them were abandoned. And now, you know, the communities of color who were underinvested in and low-income communities now are being forced out because of gentrification. But what, what do the dynamics look like when people aren't commuting as much? Who wants to commute, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half each way to a desk job when now we have much of the groundwork for people to work from home. So I don't know, I think it's gonna be a really interesting time and I hope we can uh, talk to each other and try and find some solutions that work for everybody, so. Mm -hmm. No, thanks. Thanks, thanks very much for sharing that. I, I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like you brought up a lot of points that I, that I, I think myself, I didn't previously uh, really consider. Um, so, so, so definitely later I'll, I'll, I'll be checking out your article and I'll definitely find cool. a way to uh, put that link out, uh, down at the bottom. Uh, but thanks, real quick, on a, I'll see you on a more cheery, maybe uh, funny yeah. note. Um, but before I ask the next question, um, uh -huh. I, I just wanted to know, because uh, you, you brought up that, um, that there's that new grant uh, for the uh, protected lanes yeah. on Soquel Drive and then uh, possibly some new uh, pedestrian bridges over Highway 1. And I just wanted yeah. to note that there, there's only been two times uh, that I've been one hit by a car and one almost hit by a car <laughs> and they're all on Soquel Drive. This uh, is your cheery note? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I thought, I thought uh, it'd be, I thought it'd be a little more funnier. <laughs> Yeah, um, unfor unfortunately, not not that funny because, of course, you know, you're. I'm, I don't know what what happened to you. What I'm curious what the context was. No, actually, no. I was um, I was I was I was more or less fine each time. The 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 yeah. one where I almost got hit, it was. Um, I think I was I was riding back from Cabrillo. Actually, both both of these I was riding from Cabrillo back home. Um, and if people don't know, Cabrillo College is the local community college that we have here in Santa Cruz. Um, but I think, uh, one of them, it was, uh, right before I hit, uh, you, you know, you're going down SoCal and then right before you go through SoCal village, there's basically a, a huge hill that you just uh, go down and, um, I was going down that hill and there was a car trying to turn left into a street. Um, and for some reason, I don't know why she waited basically right when I was at that intersection to turn left. So yeah. I, was, I was able to turn and just just narrowly avoid hitting her. And I, for, for some reason I didn't fall, but I was, yeah, I was, I was definitely very pissed at that. Um, but, yeah, but the that, other time, you know, that's a, that's a classic West, you know, mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a classic way that, you know, accidents happen and I'm glad you were okay, but you know, often drivers misjudge the speed of cyclists. And so mm -hmm. they're like, Oh, I got plenty of time. You know, they don't think they're moving as fast as they actually are moving. Um, you see, we see it a lot with e-bikes too. People don't expect e-bikes to be moving at such a fast clip. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they cut them off or things like that. So, yeah, yeah. you're not alone. No, unfortunately. Yeah. No, the, uh, the, the, the other time that I actually got hit was, well, well actually, no, I didn't, I didn't get hit. I, I, I biked into the car was, um, yeah. near Dominican hospital. They have those lanes that say you have to keep them open so the ambulances <laughs> can go in. But, yeah. but basically, same situation. I was, I was, I was in the bike lane, um, but but the cars that were on the same side of the road as me, 
it was completely uh, there. There's a ton of traffic, um, but but basically there there was a green light in front of me. I was trying to make it, and a car was making a left turn, and because there was traffic, they couldn't see that right. I was in the bike lane, and I didn't know there was a car turning until it was right. basically right in front of me. So I just kind of yeah. smacked into the side of a minivan. I luckily I had a helmet on. Um, yeah so no no injuries um but my front tire was just slightly bent so i just yeah um, I'm, I'm pretty sure i took it to the bike church to get yeah. it realigned but um <laughs> yeah con- considering how fast i was going i was i was happy that i didn't yeah really have any uh lasting injuries from that yeah that's actually similar to what ha- the only time that i got hit was actually running into a car that turned suddenly in front of me that i couldn't see until the last second in yeah, so that's yeah, that's also a pretty common one, especially when traffic is stopped, and you're like, "Oh, this is great! I get to go as fast as I want, and here are all these cars queued up, haha, suckers!" Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> and then there's a gap in traffic, and someone sees it and takes it to turn again to turn left from the oncoming lane, and then you know they run into you or you run into them. So glad we're both okay. Yep, yep, good. Um, moving on, uh, kind of keeping within the same idea of causes and issues, but uh, is there one uh, that you feel is a little more uh, close to heart that you'd like uh, more people to know about? Um, Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I just think this can be such an isolating time. I don't, I don't know like numbers. I I just saw an Instagram post from an activist group that I follow, you know, talking about like levels of domestic violence and child abuse and things like that during COVID and I guess I just, you know, it's, it's a good time to reach out. Like it's a good time to help people feel not so alone and we're all kind of doing our best and getting by as best as we can. But, um, it's just, uh, you know, as people say, it's unprecedented. It's a big, uh, it's a big blow to our, our sense of like who we are. And, you know, so many people have had to move back home and not just like, folks in their 20s but folks in their 50s are moving in with their parents and mm-hmm. um if they can you know they're lucky enough to be able to do that so it's uh it's just a really good time to to find ways to reach out and, and give back and you know it, it definitely makes you think about like the most vulnerable folks in our in our communities which are kids and people who are either just on the edge of you know having housing or having employment or having access to resources or are already, you know, houseless or homeless and, and just kind of trying to make their way. I know that a lot of social services and stuff really were impacted by COVID. And so there's maybe less support available. So I don't know, it, it's different for everybody and everyone has to decide what works for them and what's safe and what feels good, but finding ways to, to get back because I do think that not only does it help the issues, but it can also help us, you know, as we're searching for meaning and identity when so many <laughs> of the ways that we find meaning and identity, community, hanging out with friends, jobs, are, have maybe shifted or, you know, completely disappeared. So, um, yeah, just I, I'm, I'm just spitballing, but some good. some things that are I think are important. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, no, definitely very important. Um, but I'll say to to go ahead and wrap things up to end it. Can you go ahead and give me? Uh, kind of what your current goals are, either uh, immediate or for the year or till you die? <laughs> um, well, 
I, you know, prior to COVID, uh, I never, I never done a lot of international travel. I've done some, I've, I've definitely gone overseas and stuff, but my wife and I were looking at going to Italy, <laughs> uh, this past summer. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. This is a giant, adorable cat. I also want to pet oh, more wow. cats. Yes. Um, I feel, I want to feel safe to pet cats again, Wes. Yeah. They were like talking about how you shouldn't pet cats and mm-hmm. hi buddy. You want to be on the zoom call? You're massive. Look at this thing. Oh my gosh. Um, so, you know, I, I hope, I hope international travel can open back up for me and for us. We're, we're looking at going to Italy and then my wife looked on the state department website and there was the first 14 cases of COVID in Italy. And we're like, Oh, maybe not going to press purchase on those airplane tickets. Mm-hmm. And that was right, you know, right prior to when everybody went into lockdown or most folks went into lockdown in California. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know some people are doing it anyway. You know, if you can stay safe, if you can keep your loved ones safe more power to you, but we're, we're taking it real careful. So mm-hmm. uh, I look forward to more adventures further afield. Um, I've been trying to make art every day. Um, my background is, is both my parents are artists and there've been periods of time where, you know, it's been months between, you know, picking up a pen or a paintbrush or pencil and, and drawing. And during October, things were just really stressful with work and life and everything. And it, I found it really helpful. I, I've started following a, an Instagram thing called Inktober, trying to make art every day. And I just found it to be really therapeutic, um, which you can, if folks want, I, I'll share my Instagram. Folks want oh, to check I'll, that stuff out. I'll put, I'll, put, I'll put all the links you want me to put down below, all right? Sweet. Um, so yeah, uh, at least for January, trying to do sketches, trying to make art, trying to just do something every day. Um, yeah, and just trying to stay healthy and balanced and stay active, go for bike rides. I'm working from home, so it can be a little bit challenging to make time for uh, self-care, which turns out a lot of my bike riding was just connected to me biking to and from work. Um, So having to make uh, conscious time for those kinds of things. Uh, My wife and I have been dancing. We just started watching some like, you know, choreography, like simple choreography being taught online. Mm -hmm. That's pretty nice during these short days. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know about like long-term goals right now. I'm, I'm happy to be employed. I'm happy to get to do the work that I'm doing. Um, and I just, you know, want to support myself and my loved ones staying happy and healthy and balanced. So those are the main things. Mm-hmm. No, all good. No, thanks. Thanks for letting me uh, interview you uh, for this. I think I was, um, when, when I was interviewing one of my friends uh, yesterday, I, I brought up this point that I, that I thought of again. Um, cause, cause I feel like I do consider you, um, one of my, one of my good friends, but one of those friends that I, that I tend to, like you said, kind of see in passing every once in a while, either if it's at the physical therapy clinic or, um, <laughs> if it's like at a ride or, or, or yeah. the volunteer opportunities, um, that you email me with. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of happy through kind of like how you have, uh, your art, uh, creative outlet I've I, I kind of have this new creative outlet um that I'm using that that I can now to kind of um reconnect to those people who who I feel yeah. like I um I because 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 I feel like me and you we like you said we've I guess I guess we've known each other for for about 10 years now but yeah that's amazing yeah, yeah. totally um but this is but this is but uh, but this has definitely been a nice conversation to have and um I really can't wait uh, to have, have, yeah, have no, other people I'm super excited this. I want to yeah, I definitely want to check out your other your other conversations and stuff. I think this is really inspiring. So, thanks um, for reaching out. No, thank you. Um, 
So I'll go ahead and end it. Just say right. thank you to the people.